my fellow horror fanatics. I've got Dave Gurman. Hi. He's not saying hi. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, locked up. <laughs> I've got Erica Wright. You hi. should be. Um, Karen Sullivan. You know I read these jokes off a piece of paper. <laughs> Rob, the cinema drunkie antiquita. Wait, we're doing the haunting of Hill House? I thought we were doing House on Haunted Hill. Oh, I'm not ready for this. No. <laughs> you haven't seen it? What the fuck? I've been watching the wrong thing. <laughs> really? Oh, my God. All your life. <laughs> and um, there's also Shaun of the Dead, Smith. How the hell are you? <laughs> How are you? <laughs> now, this, uh, I'm, I'm going to start us off with... Uh, a serious note. Um, it's, it's hard to not be serious about this series. It's so emotional. It's so hits on every level. Um, you know, um, we've got the drama. We've got the horror. It's actually scary. Um, we've got, you know, your sentimental moments. We, there's so much that this has to offer. Like, just in one season, because they're going to do a second, and it's going to be a different story. But um, Thank God. The Turn of the Screw by Ouch. Henry James. If you're familiar, uh, it's a gothic. Mm-hmm. Kind of, it, it's kind of a, you know, you got to really be into like literature to like the story, but yeah. I think they're going to do a great job with it. Like this, this story was based on Shirley Jackson's, um, you know, novel. And Shirley Jackson is just a horror legend. And I have I've read that so many times. I just recently reread it. And it is clearly just very basically based on this book. Um, the characters, like one of the daughters is named Shirley for Shirley Jackson. Yeah. And they pull different names from different characters in the novel. 
but they made their own story, you know, and I was very impressed with it. Um, anyone else have anything to offer just in, in general about the series? Well, I think the, the everything about this to me is a masterpiece. I mean, the acting was phenomenal. The dialogue was great. The story was great. I mean, you know, it's Mike Flanagan. You can't Absolutely, go yeah. Mike Mike Flanagan deserves every major horror project from now until he can't do them anymore. Yes. Yeah, amen. Like, yep. The way that he did Definitely. this was so fucking amazing. Like this, this show was a, a, a testament to his talent of storytelling. Like I know, like James Wan gets the credit for being like the the premier horror director, but I got to give it to Mike that he's the best horror cinematic storyteller because the oh, way yeah. he tells a story is just like. Like, like in comparison to Juan, like Juan is great at like making horror roller coaster rides. Like, mm-hmm. but like you don't really remember. up and down. Yeah, <laughs> but you don't really remember like the characters from Juan's movies. More about the scares, and with Flanagan, you always remember the characters and the story right. he tells. His yeah. stuff was such slow burns. Like yeah, hush, like hush yeah. is such a. It was such a slow burn with such great payoffs. Right. Yeah, and that's what I like, and I've said that so many times. I prefer. A slow burn. Um, and as somebody who likes to read and who is a writer, I like getting to know characters and I like building up. And I think a series is so perfect to do that if it's done right. You know, right. And it's done right. And it was actually scary. I there was there were jump scares. I've never seen jump scares done correctly. This they were done correctly here. Yeah. Right. The the the, the scare in uh episode eight with uh theo and shirley in the car oh my god oh, so yeah. i screamed out loud yeah was, that was a good one yeah they were fighting in the car and all of a sudden that and i was like oh shit yeah, yeah that, that was one of those those great moments of like complete misdirection like you're so into their you know their conversation that you yeah. you don't even expect it I think what I like about the series uh, the best is the fact it's not just a haunted house story, it's a haunted human story. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well yeah. said. Perfectly said. Definitely, yeah. And, and you uh, get also so just the, sucked into uh, the, the, the characters. Yeah, yeah, the characterization was really excellent. I, yeah, I think the character development really is the best part of this series. Um, although I also really like the visual style. Mm-hmm. And all the little details, and you can see ghosts, you know, like in the background, sometimes in very subtle ways. I was gonna bring yeah. that up, yeah. Right. The, the, um, okay. I have one. I have one complaint in that field. Oh, okay. oh yeah. Why do some of the ghosts have big mouths? <laughs> that was the, they went to that gag a lot. The big mouth guy. You reminded me of the mummy that Brendan Fraser, the mummy. The big stretchy oh, yeah, mouth like, guy. You know, yeah. I, I, I am legend. Like, why they gotta stick with I that? I think it's Night, but. Oh wow, <laughs> callback, nice. Yeah, Flanagan yeah. likes the big mouths. The, the the big mouth ghosts always appear. But it's it's effective. But yeah, he went to that a lot. I thought the the big stretchy mouth. Yeah. There's one really effective scare in uh uh Ouija Origin of Evil. Where, uh, and like, you know how, like, the scares, like, they always have to put that fucking music cue that, ching, yeah, I looked it. that up. Yeah. That's called a scare chord. I had to look it up because yeah. of the yeah, series. The it's I, called I a scare chord. Right. One, yeah. It tricks your body to already being nervous and, mm-hmm. and anticipatory. 
I don't like being tricked. Right. Yeah. Flanagan looks like he goes out of his way to avoid that. Like he just cuts he to that, and right. it, and it's just it's so much more effective than just. Bah. Yeah. And well. see, the thing that I thought was beautiful, like I said, jump scares done right. Is like okay, were were we expecting that when Theo and Shirley were fighting? Absolutely not. But no. this time when you're expecting the jump scare and you're nervous and you're and it's quiet and you're waiting for it and it never happens. And there's no yeah. It never yeah. happens. And, it's, and, then, it's, and then and then you're on your guard waiting for it. Right. Yeah. So I'm like on the edge of my seat literally. And like how many times can you say like something literally put me on the edge of my seat like to where you're like oh my god I can't wait for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I it's, think it's the, enjoyable. Another thing that I loved, uh, you know, and we talked about like the hidden ghosts, um, mm-hmm. and and of course we, we we went back and watched it a second time, <laughs> yeah. specifically to find the ghosts, and we got so sucked into the story that we forgot to look. Well, for them. Right, before, um... right, right. Like it also came to a point where it's just like I'm so sucked into the story, I don't even care to look for them. Right. Like, now, I just, I, I just, I didn't I'm... find out about the hidden ghosts until um, about midway through our first viewing and I found out about them and I didn't want to look at the cheat sheet. So I was like, I'm going to start looking in the episode as we watched them because we were kind of like marathoning it. And, um, I saw one and I was like, it was, it was the, the first one. And the only one that I saw, um, that was the hidden ghost was, uh, when, uh, Hugh is down in the basement basement, and yeah. yeah, he was pulling out the bricks and I was like, holy shit, look over there. Oh, my God, I'm freaking out. Yeah. And he's like, what? And I'm like, you don't see that? So we had to, we had to rewind it. And I was like, look. And I was like, I found one. And I was so, <laughs> but it, it scared me when I saw it. Because I was like, holy shit, it's right there. He, he, even, he even hides them in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, misdirection. The, the handlebar mustache guy. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like. The, 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 the clock. Like yeah, like yeah, you had the guy working on the clock. I, said, I never hired a guy to work on the clock. Yeah, yeah that was like, a good one, right? Because yeah. like, oh shit. Well, and and another thing I really like too is that if you pay attention to the statues, their heads turn. Yeah. And so the yeah. camera will pan down the hallway, and the statues are facing one way, and then it cuts away, and then when it cuts back again, just for a, a brief second, you'll see the faces are facing you know towards the camera. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there were a couple times where I like had to do a double take. Like, wait a minute, did did I see that, or is my mind playing tricks on me? Like, yeah, the power of misdirection. That's right. Yeah, and, I mean, he did it so effectively. Like, I can't imagine. Like, I I just never thought horror could be like so many different things. Like, I I cried at part. I um, oh, yeah. I was scared. I was into the family drama and like mm-hmm. it was so well done like i mean who and, and the grief was so real like you felt the grief you yeah. felt everything that you're supposed to feel and then you know like there's a point where um after okay we're gonna post that there's spoilers on this okay so there's the point after nell dies and they're all in the funeral home and it's everybody's left and it's just the family there Mm-hmm. And and it's kind of this it's painting around them as they're all <laughs> like yelling at each other and then it's like a jump scare but there's no jump and like suddenly like Nell is sitting there dead and it's just like bleak can you miss it but it scared the shit out of me because yeah. they've been going around all them yelling and there she is and I'm like oh shit yeah that's uh episode six and I have to say episode six is a fucking masterwork of filmmaking definitely oh, the, yeah. the 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 long takes the the one shot yeah. that pulls off. Like, yeah. that is just, like, 
the, the, the amount of rehearsal and preparation that must have went into making that episode is just like the number of takes. Crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I gotta say, like casting wise, amazing job. Um, mm-hmm. I, I yeah. agree with that. Michael Heisman. Is that Heisman? Did I say I, it? I was watching, you know, who played Steven, I believe. And yeah. I'm watching it and I'm like, how do I know this dude? Like the whole first episode, I'm staring at this guy like, I know this guy. And he's really, really good. And then finally, it sounds like, oh, that was Dario in Game of Thrones. I was like, oh my fucking God, really? Yeah. And I yeah. love Carla Gugino, or, yeah, I think it's yeah. Gugino. Um, she's great in everything, and I think she's absolutely stunning. She never ages. And yeah. she, she's gorgeous and perfect as the mother. Um, I mean, there was no bad casting. No. No oh. bad casting. My, my favorite piece of casting, though, is actually uh, Hugh. Which is played by uh, Henry Thomas, Henry and, Thomas. Timothy, and Timothy Hutton. Oh, Timothy Hutton yeah. yeah, I I love the fact that they don't look a thing alike, but as the show goes on, they kind of start to blend in. Right. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like they don't look alike, but they feel alike. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Where it's just like I I could I, I I see these two as one the same guy. You know? Yeah. yeah especially by the time you get to, you know, where it's the end the last episode where they're flip-flopping yeah. between them and it's like then it's like completely like you can't see anything else like of course right you know of course that's you know a younger him you know right and they both did such a great job yeah who the thought elliot from et right he's one of those people like elijah wood and like uh you know, Radcliffe, the older they get, the more they look like they did when they were four kids. Like, they never had to change their face. Like, yeah. Thomas, like, every kid that grew up in the 80s, like, we can pick him out of a lineup because his face is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. that's Elliot. That's Elliot. That's Elliot. I did, yeah. you know, one of the one of the small little things I read about that, that they did for this was given uh, these really blue contacts to make yeah. his eyes look really and Yeah. Tim, Hutton's got got these you know these gray eyes, and it was kind of like you know uh, you know he enters the house as like this bright-eyed person, mm-hmm. and by the time all of this is done, like it's just like you know his eyes are just dull now. Right. And I thought that that was just like a like an interesting little tidbit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna ask a just off the cuff question: favorite character? Hugh, definitely Hugh. I, 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 he was my hero in this, in this entire show. Like, you know, the, the, you know. It took me a while to come around to that. No, he was, he was definitely the, he was definitely the hero of the show. Oh, absolutely. He was the hero. But like, when I, as I was watching it for a while, it was hard to like, when you, you saw the Timothy Hutton version of him, you're like, the fuck's wrong with this guy? Like, why is he like this? Why is he feeling like this with this kid? You know, like I don't understand. But then right. you do understand. Right. Yeah. And that and that's the beauty of like you know following his character. You know what I'm saying? Because especially when you get to the end, you realize the sacrifices he 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 gave for his family. You know, two times. You know, uh, you know he he basically allowed them to, to destroy him, the image of him as like you know the patriarch of the family. To, to maintain the saintly image of Olivia for the kids, you know, so they wouldn't remember her and what she became. So, so to maintain that, he allowed them to fucking 
beat him down and belittle him and just completely just distance themselves from him just to protect them. Well, and, if I can quote the final episode really quick, um, uh, there's a beautiful quote, and I probably won't have this verbatim, but Hugh says, Stephen, they're standing in front of the, the red door. Um, to, you know, it's the red the red room or whatever they called it. Yeah. And he's like, uh, no, actually, except to uh, Olivia, sorry. Because, um, you know, of course, she's the ghost there. And he's like, I spent all my time after this, after we left here, holding this door and hold, using my arms to hold this door back to keep the kids safe. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have arms left to hold them. Yeah. Right. And I was just like, oh my god. Oh. Yeah. That last episode, man. Oh, yeah. I see, like, I'm already like, wow, I can't think about that. <laughs> so if I had to, if I had to pick a favorite character, I'd have to go with Luke. Yeah. yeah. What an interesting arc. Yeah. yeah. Oliver Jackson Cohen, he's such a phenomenal actor. Mm. And he, he plays this, you know, this character that's just, you know, consumed by addiction. And, you know, his family doesn't trust him. And all the while, like, you're seeing, you know, between, you know, his his younger self and his older self, all of the, the things that he sees, you know, all the, the ghosts and right. all that stuff that just haunt him and plague him. And that kind of leads you... And if you notice, it was hardest on Luke and Nell because they were the youngest. They had yeah. the problems. Right. And, and, and they were the twins. Right, yeah. exactly. It's a and twin it just, thing. It's a twin thing. His character was just, I mean, absolute depression. Like, I mean, he was just, you know, when he left the uh, the uh, um, treatment center, and I can't remember the girl's name that that went with him. Joey. 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 And and you know, she totally fucked him. Oh yeah. And that was devastating. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's left there, and he gets his ass beat, loses his shoes. You know, I mean, he is just rock fucking bottom. Yeah. And, you know, it was just very, I mean, all the characters in this show were very well done. That one, that one, I, I, it touched me the most. Yeah. It was a good one. Uh, Daniel? I have to go with Theo. Yeah. yeah. Um, that, so interesting. That, that, that hit close to home because in my own family, there's a couple of relatives I have who they've got that middle child syndrome going. And I've been able to observe it all my life where they feel measured by their siblings. <laughs> and adding to that, the clairvoyance element, like I've more than once commented on how terrible it would be to be a vampire, to be immortal and never age. Yeah. To, be a clair- to be a clairvoyant and to be able to... S- hear or see what other people are thinking that'd probably be worse <laughs> yeah like the episode with uh the mr smiley uh we're yeah. sitting on the couch and reliving that like oh my god like i just my heart broke yeah yeah that was a good scene that was a good scene mm-hmm. yeah you know it's it's hard enough to be a, to probably have that middle child thing going and that trauma to experience other people's trauma on top yeah, yeah. totally yeah Interesting pick. Um, uh, Dave. I liked uh, Annabeth 
Gish as uh, Mrs. Dudley because every oh. horror movie's got to have the doomsayer, you know, yeah. the the one who's gonna like, you know, you're all gonna fucking die, right? And, yeah. she, and they're all like going about their daily business. It's got a death curse. And she's in the background, like, yeah, you're all gonna. I just, I just like that character. It's such a horror movie trope, and it, and she did such a great job. And then she gets at the very end, the very last scene is her going back there with her. You know, it was sort of a, a, a cathartic. And plus, I've always liked that actress, but uh, I, I like that yeah. character. I love her too. Yeah. I like that character in a horror movie, the one who tells everybody the obvious, and they're all like too oblivious. Oh, what a nice house! And she's like, yeah, just fucking wait. You know, yeah. I, I like that a lot. A great job, especially like I know her from um, one of my favorite movies, SLC Punk, and then seeing her in this like really uptight matronly. Role, yeah, it was different. And she, and she, and she so gets good. to see the she gets to see the, say the best line, which is like in the dark, in the in night. The night. <laughs> <laughs> and like, and yeah, I'd be like, what? Yeah, everybody else. Like, it is it is kind of dark at night. I always remember her as Monica Reyes from the X Files. <laughs> oh, it's callback. Okay, yeah, I was Erica, I was X Files guy. Your, who's your favorite character? Um, I'm gonna go with Nell. Um, her yeah. her character arc was amazing. I love the the twist. Although I kind of started to suspect that she was the bent neck lady. Yeah, you, know, I, yeah, you, you suspected, but when it happens, you're still like, yeah. what the fuck? No, I didn't see it coming at all. Surprising. <laughs> I, it was I it was devastating. <laughs> It, it was, was devastating it was, to discover that, that she was yeah. the bent neck lady all along. And we're going to come back to the bent neck lady, actually, uh-huh. when we get done with this, because um, I have some things to say about that. But, okay. um, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I have some... Well, we'll get to that. Uh, Cameron, <laughs> who's your favorite character? Is Cameron sleeping? I don't Passed know. out. We bored him to death. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> we lost okay, one. Well, We'll just carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, I, I I love how no one picks Steven. <laughs> well, well. My, my pick is uh, also Nell. I was um, gonna pick her. Uh, I think she. Uh, I, I kind of feel like a Nell. As some, at certain times in my life, uh, she's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Um, and they kind of you know like when she has the confrontation with Steven at his book signing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, she's confronting him like, you never believed in any of this. And he pulls her aside. He's like, are you off your meds? Um, mm-hmm. We went through all this shit with you, and we're tired of it, Nell. And she's just like, and you're just like, no, don't say that to Nell. Yeah. yeah because Nell and Luke really took it the hardest. They everything did. happened. Yeah. So, like, Nell, you know, um, even when she's gone, she's not gone. And so... Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I really like... No, the, no, just her vulnerability. And going from that, we'll go straight into the bit neck lady. Well, no. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm sorry, Candy. Oh. Can, can, yeah. can we talk about can we talk about Stephen for a second? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, I, uh, Stephen was my least favorite character in the show because he was such a dick throughout the whole thing. <laughs> but, but, but I understand why he was a dick. Right. You no, but know? here's the thing. Here's the thing. Steven is probably the most important character in the show. Right. Because yeah. he's, he's the non-believer. So yeah. it's basically like, it's like you see the show starts with him. The first episode is literally about Steven. Yeah. And it ends with Steven being, becoming the believer. And you know, the, 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 the great thing about Steven is that, you know, like you, you see like he, he writes these stories and he doesn't believe them. He doesn't really believe it. Like I, I never seen a ghost. 
and it like you you see that causes him like his biggest problem really is running from his responsibility right you know because like as you see like the kids the rest of the kids mostly hinged hitched to uh olivia but steven is closest to hugh when he's younger yes and you know like his dad is his hero and then like after the events of the house where they leave that image of his hero is destroyed so he resents hugh for the remainder of the show for the remainder of his life Bitter, and he's a yeah. non-believer, and it ruins his marriage. Well, that right. and some other things, but you know, right, right. That's that's him running from his responsibility because he saw, like his father, like in his mind, his father ran from his responsibility for his family by not telling them what happened. And then he realizes at the end, when he finally sees what happened, that his father was doing that to protect him, and you know, like he finally understands, and you know. That's the part that broke me because, like, you know, he's like, I wish you would have told me. He said, why didn't you tell your sisters what you saw? Some things can't be told. You either yeah. live them or you don't. And when 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 Hugh is walking into the, the red room and he's like, this is all yours now. The house and the promise. And it's like, he's literally telling Stephen, you're the man of the house now. Because yeah. now you're able to accept your responsibility. As right. the big brother and as the patriarch, you know what I'm saying? Like he's he's the one that's left to hold it all together. And you see that right before Hugh walks into the room forever. Right before Hugh walks into the room forever, you see he morphs back into young Hugh. Yeah. Because that image of his of his hero is restored. Yeah. You know? okay? Yeah, I'm all right. I'm holding it. <laughs> you know, working on it. Like, yeah, yeah that that like that. You know, the his hero, the image of his hero that was destroyed is restored, and that that last line, I was so lucky to have been your dad. Oh God, yeah. That fucked me up today, so yeah. bad. I was like, yeah. okay, all right, yeah. Although I, I kept, I, I was kind of hoping he'd be turned to him and say, although you should unplug that fucking fan. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as, you okay. see, as you see, when Steven now, he's walking out the house and he looks in the lob, like the lobby area and you don't see anything, but he sees them. And he's always been saying that uh, he, he, he didn't see a single ghost, but now right. he sees all of them. Right. Because mm-hmm. now they're his burden to bear. Literally, the ghosts of the past are his burden to bear, both figuratively and literally. Mm-hmm. You know, and when yeah. he walks up to that door and he hesitates, and then he walks out, now he's fully accepting accepting his responsibility. And that's why the first thing he does is go back to his wife. You know, and that's why I think that Stephen is the most important character of the show. No, oh, he absolutely is. He absolutely is. And, and, and as think- a as an oldest child, I can tell you. You know, you do bear, you know, a lot of burden um, being the oldest. You know, there's, I I don't know what it's like to be an only child, but I do know I have twin brothers and they're younger than me, but we do have sort of, it still works out like as an oldest, middle, youngest, even though there's only a couple minutes between them. But, you know, the oldest child, man, we, we, we do bear the burden a lot of times. And, and we, we have to be the ones sometimes that holds everything together. So, you know, I, I felt that 
obviously okay. not like a haunted house, but you know, with, <laughs> yeah. with other things. With other things. But, you know? but ghost stories are always sins of the past stories, and I think that yeah. why they affect us because if you take away the supernatural element. Everybody's got that 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 dynamic in their family anyway, even without the ghosts. I think that's why ghost stories appeal because they give you a chance to confront that stuff, but they bring in the supernatural stuff so you can say, oh, it's not really real. But it, but it's all about it's all sins of the past, dealing with the sins of your parents, yeah. your own yeah. sins, sins of people you weren't related to. But that, that that's yeah, I think that's and, the appeal of ghost stories a lot. They did this family drama really really well because yeah. every family, and I don't care who you are, yeah. they you have drama. There yeah, even without the ghosts, yeah. Sibling issues. There's issues with your parents, or and you get into it, and you get into it like about stupid things and big things and resentments, and and I mean it was all there. Like, yeah. and I really felt that like that's real. They felt like a family, like a real family. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, excuse so me, please. Well done. I'll be back in a moment. Okay. Um, so, so I'll uh, save the bit next lady for when he comes back because we need to talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> Rob, touching touching back onto Steven, do you think that that was intentional for them to make him one of the least liked characters? Yes. Yet mm-hmm. the most important. Just like I think he had to be the dick to hate the yeah. older Hugh. That was right. his arc. Right, because yeah. he was he because he was the non-believer. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, the non-believer is usually the dick in these stories, you know? Right. So he kind of had to be the dick. Like, you know, it's like, no, it's it's not real. It's all mental illness, you know? And then, like, he finally sees it, and then it's like, okay, now I get it. Right. You yeah. know? And now he's like, fully accepting of his responsibility of, you know, being the one to hold a fan. Because you see, like, they constantly call him. He doesn't answer. Even Shirley gets on him like... uh uh, like, oh, like, you know, being the oldest, you know, you got to watch out for your siblings. Oh, that's not me. That's you. Right. <laughs> and he's just like, you know, whatever, you know, he's got his own thing going on. You know what I'm saying? I did. I did love that at the end of the the first episode, you know, he spends the whole episode downplaying ghosts and all mm-hmm. this stuff. And then when he sees Nell, you know, just that that look on his face. Right. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, I there we go. Like, Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah, what I, mean, I miss? He falls down from it. He falls down. Yeah. It fucks him up so bad. Okay, now that Daniel's back, we'll talk about the bent neck lady. Now, the bent neck lady, <laughs> I mean, even early on, I'm sorry, I keep getting notifications, sorry. Um, early on, when, you know, Nell's a little girl, you know, I saw the bent neck lady and she screamed really loud, and they're like, oh, it's just a dream, honey, and it's okay. And, Right. And her and Luke would have those conversations like, it wasn't a dream. I saw this. It was real. No. Right. You know? And as it goes on, and then you see um, her develop sleep paralysis. And, you know, um, I've never had, I have a million sleep disorders. But I do not have sleep paralysis. I've known people who do have it. And, mm-hmm. you know, the hearing them describe it wasn't the same as how they recreated it in the show um it just kind of gave it me me like a more understanding but you know like you would see the bent neck lady but never see like her face you know and then finally when we figure out the bent neck lady you're just like you're both horrified and you're like so sad it's it's so like okay with the bent neck lady like it was freaking me out 
Hold on one second, Kenny. D- Dan, fix your mic. I can hear your your creepy sex pervert. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was, was kind of digging Please it. I gotta be me. I gotta be me. <laughs> right. Sorry right. about that. So, sorry, Kenny. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but um, you know, so the Vidnik lady before the big reveal, like I had my suspicions, um, as to what was going on, but um. So we were putting away laundry one night, and, um, you know, we both go in our bedrooms, Tom and I, and we start, you know, we help each other do, you know, put away laundry. And I'm, you know, taking stuff out of the basket, I turn around, and, and then I turn back around, and he's doing an impression of the bit neck lady. And I fucking screamed. Nice. And I was screaming at the top of my lungs, and I was just like standing there, like horror movie, hands on my face, like, ah! you know, it was dumb. And I was like, you son of a bitch. I was I'm so alone. Ah! I was so angry. I was so furious. I started like, I'm like, I'm going to fucking kick your ass. Get out of here. <laughs> they kind of lightened the mood a little bit, but yeah. So... You know, I, I think to some extent we all fear bodily breakdown. Yeah. You know, totally. it's the it's the fear of decrepitude of old age, and that that's why in so many horror movies you will see characters get bent into these strange shapes. Like oh uh, yeah, that's the fucking worst. Like the mm. spider, like the spider walk and the exorcist, even though they didn't include mm. that, you know, just they did later. Yeah, I think it was uh, probably the most talked about twist. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, uh, sleep paralysis is a thing that I've heard of. Uh, my best friend had it, and she would say, you know, she would see things, and she, or something would be on her, and she couldn't move. And I was kind of like, man, I got like a million sleep disorders, but that's not one. I got 99 problems, but that's not one. Uh, but yeah. it's so bad. But I never like completely understood it until I saw it visualized in the show um, with Nell. And then, um, you know, it was tragic, but it was also like uh, I had my little comedy thing where Sean thought it would be funny to, you know, when I my back was turned to do an impression of the bent neck lady that was very convincing in a dim room. <laughs> and I turned around and felt did my horror scream, and um, I, I I do scream with my hands on my face like a, like you know 1950s the fly shit. Um, <laughs> I do, I do scream like oh, it's like like drama like a pose. But um, yeah, so that was that was funny after I stopped being mad. <laughs> <laughs> I literally threatened him with bodily harm, but that's. Like, <laughs> But Interesting relationship. I think the thing was is, um, uh, like Erica had said, I I kind of suspected the bent neck lady, and, and and there's specific scenes where you see her, and and you don't like see the the face, but you you see you know the the paralysis, like when her husband dies. Oh yeah. Oh god, that broke yeah. his fucking so heart. Sad. Oh, that was god. a tough scene. Such a great guy. Such yeah. a great guy. But um, so and you see like these specific scenes where the Benick lady will show up, and then you find out, and you see those scenes again from the Benick lady's perspective, and I'm like, mm. oh fuck. A POV oh, shot. God. Yeah. Yeah. It was completely dramatically crushing to my soul, mm-hmm. and it was right. also. 
um, scary. It was also just sad. I mean, there were so many emotions that went through me. But yeah, it was like because she was falling and then she was going into each of the scenarios herself right. as a child. Um, when but it was she, the best know, kind, though. Died. Yeah, that last and, and, that last that scream that she gets that last yeah. scream when right. she realizes, oh my god, I yeah, am and that's, she, and that's when she sees herself as a little girl, and mm-hmm. when she realizes because uh, that's when uh, Nell had said, you know, oh the bent neck lady, she screamed really loud, and you realize that was the moment, mm-hmm. like yeah. sort of this cross time yeah. thing, which which the show does a lot, so it flips back and forth. I mean, that's my my um, takes on the bent neck lady. Yeah, I didn't see it coming at all. Who saw it coming? Show of hands. No one. Didn't I, see it. I didn't see it coming at all. Anyone who did is lying. Erica was smarter than all of us because she saw it coming. No, I, I just had a suspicion because they wouldn't show her face. And it, she kept popping up. I, I had too many other distractions with all the other cool stuff that was going on. So, yeah. 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 I mean, was uh, anybody not fucking completely devastated by this? No, nah, I was. That, that like, was. It wrecked me. I was yeah. devastated for her. You know? yeah. it, it was good, but I wasn't, you know, a blubbering wreck. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't like... <laughs> God, God, I made a stone, tell you? It's not yeah. the deer hunter sad, but it's pretty sad. The deer hunter? It's not as sad as the deer hunter. I'm sorry. I'm just wow. for lack of a better comparison of tragic tragedy on movies. Sorry. One shot. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but, I mean, it was... It was to me like it was devastating, you know, for her. And then because I, I, I'm kind of, I'm, an, I'm, I'm an empath, so I feel other people's feelings, and I really resonate with characters. So I was feeling what she was feeling. You know what I mean? It is and similar it was, to Flanagan's apple scene in his previous movie, uh, Oculus, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like this can't be good. What's about to go down? And it's mm-hmm. not good. It's like holy shit, that just happened. I thought I just saw someone actually die in front of me. Mm-hmm. You know, I've I've met people who uh, they they cracked up in, during RoboCop. RoboCop is <laughs> pretty. You shot that guy in the dick. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. That, that's that's funny. We're we're talking that about the, great scene. the the man who can never be a man again. Right. Yeah. That the uh, yeah the 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 yes. fucking scene where he he revisits his uh his family house mm-hmm. and you know he's trying to figure out what the fuck happened to him. You know what I'm saying? It's a, that's right. the best scene in the movie right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh well, let's, let's keep on because I'm about, to, I'm, about to, I'm about to go into RoboCop. Yeah, right. RoboCop yeah, rest. <laughs> yeah, hold, hold <laughs> yourself. Hold yourself. I'm sorry. Yeah, that, that movie's fucking perfect. I can't help it. Oh. <laughs> I love I'm it. with Rob on that. Can you Too fly, perfect. Bobby? <laughs> oh, that's my favorite line. <laughs> sorry, I, I apologize. <laughs> No, it's okay. Like if we weren't going off topic, what the fuck would we be doing? Right. Back to the haunting. Me and my best friend Max quote that scene to each other all the time. Can you fly, Bobby? He's like, what? I really love plot twists um, that mess with a character's sense of identity, uh, especially when it turns out they are whatever it was they were afraid of. So. Since I already am a fan of that trope, maybe that's why I kind of suspected that maybe it was going that direction. Right. Like, you know, it it, it happens like that all the time when, like, you've seen enough of these kind of things just like, oh, I see that coming, you know. But it's it's still effective because, you know, that's just, just, you know, Flanagan as a storyteller, you know, saying, Mm -hmm. like, 
the, the, the man could, could do no wrong to me right now. You know what I mean? But like, I think horror fans, I think we're masochistic in that way, right? Because that's the story, right? right? Yeah. Right. It's like what we've always feared oh, is what you are. It's like, oh, great. You right. know? Well, and, and that's <laughs> the cake kind of, is a lie. For me, it's like <laughs> if there was a possibility to have a trope in your life, um, that's mine. Um, because, you know, I, I that's another reason why I picked Nell as my favorite character, because what she was afraid of was actually herself. Yeah. And, um, having, um, I talk very openly about my mental illness. I have all this, um, all three anxiety disorders and post-traumatic stress, as you guys know, but I just like to state that because I'm trying to make this a normal conversation. It shouldn't be weird. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I have a lot of fear and that's weird, man. I have been afraid of myself and you know, that moment where she realizes I've been afraid of myself all this oh, yeah. time i have been mm-hmm. my own fear like i i feel that man i i've been there not in that yeah. direct way but you know it, it does hit me you know like oh shit i think you that's the, I, I think that's the, all the all the kids the all the crane kids that they're their own worst enemy absolutely you know? oh, yeah mm-hmm. especially not like like with shirley i mean um, oh, oh shirley we haven't talked about Shirley yet. That's oh, true. Shirley, we will. Shirley. Don't call me Shirley. Yeah. I'd say, oh, good luck. We're all counting on you. <laughs> <laughs> no. We could, do, uh, we could do this for an hour. second week in a row with airplane. What? <laughs> oh my okay. god. But Shirley, um, her character, um, who, um, I, she was another character that, another person, an actor that I looked at, and I was like, I know her. And she was in the, she was Esme in the Twilight movies, the mother, yeah. the vampire mom. She was um, in a Ouija. Oh, don't fuck. say anything. <laughs> fuck it. She was also the mom in Ouija Origin of Evil. Which I was had, God oh. damn it! Everyone's taking my points. I was gonna. No, no, I'm, ex- I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was gonna explain all that they've done with Flanagan before. <laughs> Jesus, whatever. Go ahead. We'll have that in just a second. I just wanted to talk about the character, uh, really. Uh, but Shirley um, is just very um, self-righteous, yeah. uptight. Yeah. You know, she feels like Stephen's not holding the family together, and obviously Hugh, they don't, you know, they've yeah. written him off. So Shirley just feels like she has to be this upstanding bastion of, you know, the oldest child who's taken that over and the less responsibility. But she's flawed, you know? Mm-hmm. And we find out how flawed she is. Yeah. And so I just thought it was interesting to see the flaw in her. Um, and, and I thought it was kind of interesting that she insisted on doing her own sister's embalming. And mm-hmm. yes. I was like, I couldn't fucking do that one. I couldn't do the, I, I can't do corpses. But if it was like my brother, like, a, I would be like another house has to do this. I can't embalm my brother. I can't pull the organs out. I can't do this makeup on my dead brother, you know? Yeah. Could you do that on me? No. Oh, I, don't I couldn't do that on anyone, but let alone somebody that I love. You wouldn't want to do me. Yeah. What's your, I, I, I love Sean's, uh, hey, boo, what you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> I only want to be with you. Where's Rhaegar? <laughs> well, right before the uh, computer blue screen, he was sitting on the, the desk chewing on the cord. So... Uh-huh. He well, may be the asshole. reason. He may be the reason the, the that the suffering of my pain. He's a real asshole. I love my cast, but they're assholes. Anyway, yeah, sorry. They all That's are. Is that yeah. the relationship yeah. with everybody in their cast? Just live in it. 
<laughs> yeah, that's the masochistic side of us again. That's masoch- Being a cat owner is to be masochistic. Sorry, it is. It's true. Yeah, you're like, not to, not I know to, that they're assholes, and yeah. I'm okay with it. And I still feed them and clean and their I'm shit out of the box. It. I'm going to reward this behavior. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I, uh, I, I know. It's a, it's a different show. I used to own a cat, uh, Rita. Rita Mita is what we called her. And uh, fortunately, we had to uh, put her down because uh, she got really sick. But uh, she was she was just like that, you know. She was she was she was cool, but like she was such an asshole. You know? yeah. like, that's that's how cats are. Like that's the way. I've never owned a dog, and I, I like all animals, but dogs are like too much like children, and I have plenty of those. So, that's why I love them. Yeah. Oh, that's like, why I love them. It's dogs. not like my cats aren't my babies, but they're just like self sufficient, pompous little assholes. And I hey. love that about them. I love that they won't let you hey. put fucking fuzzy sweaters on them. They're like, fuck you. I'm going to take your face off. <laughs> you got to respect that. You know, I, I, I saw a meme recently that said it all, where it's a person asking his cat, you know, if I died, would you eat me? And the cat says, oh, I would never do that. Only the dog, <laughs> the dogs only eat trash. Okay, I'm sorry. I went, I'm, okay, let's have Cameron. Uh, do his uh, his fearsome Flanagan facts. So we'll go I've, do that. I've lost. Oh, it's Flanagan. But yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he doesn't talk that way, Daniel. <laughs> He's not. Oh, not hell of a That's a one hell of a show. Um, so his usual suspects, Theodora, is play my favorite character. Is played by recurring actress in his films and his real life spouse, Kate yeah. Siegel. Uh, yeah. No relation. Uh, Annabeth Gish, who plays uh, the uh, reassuring caretaker in the flashbacks, was previously in his film uh, Before I Wake, and the the aforementioned Reezer was in Ouija Origin of Evil, and, you know, she plays Shirley here. Uh, Carlo Giugino, who plays the the mother, Olivia, was previously in the Stephen King adaptation Flanagan did, Gerald's Game. Game. I love her. Oh, my God. Sorry. I can't go enough about how much I love her. I wish I could look like her for a day. One day. Yeah. All good. It'd be a great day. Yeah, he really loves reusing actors. Like, And I like the fact that he he, he keeps reusing Henry Thomas because he, he seems to bring the that, best out of Henry I, Thomas. He was also in that. Yeah, fuck. He was also in, remember, he was also he also played uh, Jack Torrance in uh, Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And this was before he did Doctor Sleep, and I got a Shining vibe at times from this, which is wild. Right. Well, I meant to ask. Story, you know. Well, I meant to ask you guys. Did Stephen King ever say that The Shining was inspired by Shirley Jackson's The, the Haunting of Hill? I believe so. Because it really does feel. It feels just like it. It's a 1983 novel. It's a nonfiction. It's called Don's Macabre. It's my, one of my favorite works of his. It talks about all of his influences in horror. And Shirley Jackson, he goes very deep into the novel um, The Haunting of Hill House. And uh, it's definitely an inspiration to him. I don't know if it's specifically towards The Shining, but um, I, yeah, I mean, I'm Shirley Jackson. Is I, I felt uh, I, I could just yeah, I got a serious Shining vibe out of this, uh, uh, which another, is a good uh, thing. Another trivia point: uh, he was actually writing the remake of The Haunting before they discarded his screenplay, and he turned that into the miniseries Rose Red. 
Oh. Mm. Okay, that makes better sense now. Uh, also, 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 fuck uh, the haunting 1999. No, no, you yes, got yes. to see you, you got to see Owen Wilson get decapitated. Tell me you didn't love that part. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, yeah. That is the yeah. moment I remember the most. Can't argue with that. Wait for that moment, like fuck, that was. Hugh Crane. Hugh Crane. Oh my god, that movie. <laughs> I, I saw that. Open, the only that thing good about that was Lily Taylor, and she was wasted. Yeah, no, there's more to yeah. it than that, Candy. I, I still think this is how. How Ambly Entertainment even got the rights to make this because of that shit. They, yeah, because they own the rights when they they did the Haunting remake. <laughs> and it's a uh, process. It's a business. <laughs> I saw that. I uh, let me say I saw that shit opening weekend, and I was so hyped. Because, <laughs> no, because Bless I was your a, heart. I was I was a big fan of Jean Dupont. I love Speed and I love Twister, and I was so bummed that Speed Two sucked King Kong cock. And it was. It was <laughs> can we I, recently uh, have that conversation? Sure, it wasn't Bigfoot. Can we not talk about Jason Patrick ever again, though? Uh, and 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 I was so hyped to see like his new movie. You know what I'm saying? It was a scary movie, and it was such a humongous piece of shit. Oh my god, it was awful. It wasn't even scary, and Liam Neeson looks very confused throughout the movie. Yes. Like, Jones is like not sure if I should scream or be heroic. I'm not like, getting told what to do, so I'm just gonna stare. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, like I said, and then there's Taylor, Brewster. She was really well yeah. cast as um, Eleanor, um, but uh, it was a waste in that movie because the movie was shit. <laughs> She's right, a great like, actress. They, they took away all the scares and the subtlety of of everything from the 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 haunting 1963, and they made like a generic fucking dull haunted house movie with. Bad CGI, and I I wish I never saw that fucking movie. I'm I'm it's trying to forget. I I did forget, and now it's back, and I'm like, oh shit. And that's best. <laughs> and that's best of Huey Kane. <laughs> oh my god. We should Don't. cover. That. <laughs> you gotta oh, so grab my strong hand. <laughs> now, now that is fucking amazing. That was I the best thing that came out of that was the fucking, like a uh, fucking classic. Chris was that making fun of it in Scary Movie Two? Oh my god, what did Erica just send? Oh, oh, man, what, what did doing? I just do? You took pictures. Just going haywire. Oh, great. Oh, you should totally post that in the group chat. <laughs> oh, wait. Wait, I didn't even have my dick out. Hold on. Let me get my strong hand up. I'm going to casting couch, sure. Scary Rescue is like a classic with me and my mom and my brothers. So we'll do like the... Hello. I'm sorry, Axe is just poking his head in. Um, but um, we'll do the whole thing like, oh, my base is hurting because I lick it. And I don't know what this is, but I lick it anyway. <laughs> we're still the shit out of it. Like <laughs> oh, God. I, it's so warm. I gave you the best seat in the house. Second best. I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> Scary movie, too. Oh my god! <laughs> no, yeah, about? we'll get oh, away from that. Right. Sorry, but it's a classic um, for my family because we still quote it all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I had my arm surgery, my my I'm right-handed, but I didn't have any feeling in half my hand, and I had surgery last October, and I'm still waiting to get the feeling back. And I don't think I'm getting any more. But uh, I guess it's a strong a hand. Strong hand. Anyway. Look away for fatty. There's also a man credited <laughs> named James Flanagan. I don't know if he's a cousin or a brother, but he's in his, a lot of Mike's work. So I I'll just leave that to our interpretation since I couldn't find anything on him. Yeah, Flanagan really likes you using the same people. 
But I'm I love that in a director because, you know, if you think about it, Romero did it. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of my favorite directors of, you know, kind of kept it like a family affair. They became family. And, you know, Carpenter it's nice it, to they're doing have it the that right kind of way. with a director. They're, they're not they're not just using them just because they mean bank. They're just like, hey, I worked really well with you. Well, I could yeah. see you as this. I mean, that's, what it, that's what I was trying to say is like, you know, they have it's like respect you know for them as actors and they respect him as a director and they they work well together and right. i really like seeing that in movies um when you have a director that's like oh you know i like them so much i'm going to give them a role in this because i know they're going to kill it you know they're going to be great right right like that's that's what i'm saying about his uh reusing henry thomas because uh who would have thought that you know like to think casting henry thomas elliot from et as jack torrens I, I, I couldn't have thought of it. And right. That, and and, uh, and he, it, it was such a fucking brilliant choice because Henry Thomas was so, that that bar scene. And I mean, I'm, I know uh, I'm getting ahead we of myself. Here. That bar scene. Yeah, that bar scene and Doctor Sleep is literally the, I, I, my my you know nomination for the best scene from 2019. It, it's that, fantastic. It's fantastic. And Hugh McGregor is one of my favorite actors anyway. But we're going to be talking about Dr. Sleep yes. um, in season three. Medicine. Yep. Yeah. So I'm really excited to talk about it. We noticed I didn't put The Shining on there, but we'll talk about that when we talk about Dr. Sleep. Hate yeah. is going to hate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I know. It's not just me. If Stephen King hates it. It's bad. Oh, don't tell me you're like Clyde Barker, where if I hate it, then my fans must disown it. <laughs> no, he doesn't try. He doesn't tell me what to do. He's not the fucking boss of me. I don't know. I just sound like you're pretty full. It's his work, and and and. If it's a Hellraiser movie and... I didn't make, you must our, hate our it. Book, our bookshelf. <laughs> now, unrelated note here, but I can appreciate why he dislikes the you know Kubrick adaptation because of all the liberties they took. His response was to make that god awful '90s miniseries. That is true. That is hypocrisy. But it did. It wasn't good, but it, it had its moment. I, I, I liked it. a lot of things about I, it. Actually. I, 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 I can't. I can't unsee Stephen Weber just going, "You ready, my player?" I thought Stephen Weber was good. I know he Weber wanted. I know he wanted. Seen. He, he he actually wanted Tim Daly for that role, and Tim really? Daly. That would have so, actually worked pretty good, actually. No, Stephen Weber was great. I thought he was I'm great. Just, yeah, I thought he was pretty decent, and um, I do like it because it does follow closer to the book. But mm-hmm. I would actually like to see a theatrical, really well done, close to the book because the book is so fucking scary. The mm-hmm. Kubrick movie is not scary to me. It's not. Hopefully, I can't have this conversation right now. I'm sorry. It's, it's all good. Wrong. I don't Hope, find any books scary. So hold, okay. hold on, hold on. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, adaptation not directed by Mick Garris. I don't know who that oh. is. That's the, the That's Mick Garris. The Garrett. guy who directed the miniseries. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He also directed the, the he also directed the Stand. Uh, Desperation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Desperation was ass. <laughs> Excuse me. You yeah. are excused as I'm talking about ass. Mick Garris seems like a cool. <laughs> Mick Garris is like a like a, a older <laughs> Eli Roth. He seems cool to talk hard with, but uh, I don't really enjoy his movies. Mm. Sleepwalkers is fine he's, though. For he's he's, like he's extremely knowledgeable. Yeah, yeah. I see him. I see him on a lot of uh, documentaries and stuff. 
and I think he, he's got a podcast, although I, I haven't listened to it. But he, he also he also he also spearheaded the Masters of Horror uh, show right. and, the, and the dinners where he brought all those directors together. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so cool okay. for that, but his movies aren't that good. Okay, back to topic. Back to topic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's going. Um, Bringing it back away now. I want to ask, um, how did everyone feel about the ending? Appropriate. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was great. It you know, was very sweet in a way, but yeah, being a melancholy. Fan of the, the source material, and then you know they, they changed the line instead of whoever walked there walked alone to whatever walked yeah. there walked, walked together. together. Right. I wasn't so fond of that. Yeah. See, after we finished that the series, uh, I was kind of like, I talk, I pulled Sean aside. I'm like, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, at first, uh, like first viewing, I I was kind of like, but the book is so desolate and dark, uh-huh. and and I guess that's what I was expecting. But I'm like, they gave us plenty of fucking desolate and dark. So mm-hmm. I had to like think on it. I just sleep on it, and then I like appreciate it. And then rewatching it, I was like, okay, I actually really like it. Here's the here's the thing about this is why I respect uh, Mike Flanagan as a filmmaker. Uh, like you, you see the celebration at the end. They're celebrating two years of Luke's sobriety, mm-hmm. and like you know, you have this 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 wide shot of the of them all like happy together. And he said that his original idea was he was going to have the window from the red room in the background to portray that the house is still watching them. But he decided against it because he felt it was too cruel and he couldn't do that to them. And he knew that it it was going to be looked at as a typical Hollywood bullshit ending, (laughs) but he, he refused to do that to the characters. And for a filmmaker... To love his character so much that I can't do that to him. Right. That's a that's right. a quality fucking story. I can, I can um actually you know I I agree with that like I, because the characters have been through so much and you saw that they were never really happy and they had all this horrible shit happen. Right. I felt like they kind of earned it. Yeah. You know, that, but that's... it was at first you know having been such a fan of the book, I was like, wait a minute. But you know, uh, after I gave it some thought, I I appreciated it for what it is. Enough, well, enough he's thinking like an me. editor. He yes. he knows when, you know, what what every shot represents, what's been said, what doesn't need to be reset. Because you see that with every other movie where it's like, thank right. you, Mr. Obvious. You just mentioned that five episodes ago. <laughs> right. Right. There's no redundancy or repeating yourself. It's just more like, here's another piece of the puzzle. Now let me state mm-hmm. it a different way in case you don't understand. <clears throat> but it's all there. That's 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 why I said I was happy that they're not gonna follow the family in the second season because it's like they earned a happy ending. Leave them. Yeah, I mean it's gonna be a different story. Um, if you guys are someone getting jacked off, there's a lot of us. (laughs) Who is breathing? Not me. Hang on, the microphone's away. Daniel's been making sex noises all night. <laughs> yeah, the microphone, the microphone is away from my mouth now. It's not me. Oh, it's not. <laughs> someone's breathing into it. I'm sorry. I'm hearing a. <sighs> okay, here. I'm, I'm turning the microphone upward. Okay, look, it's not me. <laughs> that that might be me because I, I'm lit right now and I'm fucking. Uh, okay. I'm hot and I'm fat, so I'm. Okay. Sweating. <laughs> but I, but I, so yeah, everyone blame me. Everyone blames me. Uh oh. I blame you. Jesus. Rob, I got my sound bite for my next. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Fat, 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 fat.
bad. I'm, I'm, I'm lit right now. Hot. But someone explained to me the, the ending, the ending, like the house through the whole series, the house is like the biggest dick, right? It's like tossing yep. people off a balcony. And then at the end, it's like, it's What's nice it now. What's supposed to be nice? Well, like the, the, the um, Mr. and Mrs. Dudley, like he brings her back. Like she's dying in his arms. And he, I expected her to wake up and say, you fucking brought me back here? But she wanted to die there. That's well, why what? they made the deal. And, and it's like, and so, it's, so, there, so it was a happy house at the very end. end. I don't no. think it was necessarily that it was a happy house. It, it has its pluses and its minuses. If, like, yeah, if she died there, then she could be with her children's ghosts. It, 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 yeah. has its, it has its benevolent spirits, but it also has its nice... You see how fucking... We didn't even have him talk <clears> about <throat> Poppy yet. Fucking <laughs> Poppy. You know, the fucking... The, the worst ghost of them all, fucking Poppy. She's the one that fucking Poppy. corrupts Olivia. But you also see like the 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 uh, Miss Hill and shit, the old version of her. Like, leave her alone. She lies. That one. Mm. She lies. Nice. You know. So like, you have your good spirits and your bad spirits. You know what I'm saying? So it's like bad spirit, even bad. even when Poppy shows up for for Hugh at the end, yeah. Olivia shows up. Leave him alone. Yeah. You know. So like, you know, you have your fucking fucked up spirits, but you also have your good ones. So it's like you have the side that's like. These are the assholes, and the other side of the house is like, all right, he's the cool. Spirit. So it's like, it's like every family. Great. Yeah, so exactly. We could spend all eternity with a bickering family again. Great. Right, right. <laughs> like, you know, saying, like, oh, fuck off. Go, go, go to your Yeah, go house. find fuck something off. else, motherfucker. Go, to go over there. <laughs> fuck off. Oh, uh, how do we feel about Theodora? Do we feel like she's a pretty realistic uh, child therapist? I said, uh, I like yeah, it. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I like her. Theo. Yeah, we covered that while you were going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why? Why you yeah. were? Why you were? Why you were on your secret mission? So like she has a very powerful scene. <laughs> Sorry, like she went yeah. to Nell uh, to Nell's body, which you know Shirley was just like you know I, she was on the phone with Stephen. She's like I'm elbow deep in our sister's chest cavity, pulling out organs, and I'm like Jesus Christ, I couldn't do that. But Theo goes in there, takes her glove off, and touches her. And well, then she just starts shrieking and screaming. And I'm yeah. like, and you don't know why, but you're assuming like she's seeing maybe what Nell saw before she died or whatever. But right. she saw nothing and it scared her so bad. Right. You know, and and Theo just... was such a hard boiled character, you know. Right. She, she, had, she, she had her good moments and her shitty moments, like all the kids. <laughs> all the kids yeah. had their good moments and then all of them had their shitty moments. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Yeah, Shirley was out of line a few times, but she was oh, way yeah. more likable than uh, the junkie brother, who was just taking so much advantage of him. Being nah, very I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think Luke, I mean, that one fucking part where he made the, uh, Nell go get him the heroin, yeah. so he shoot it up, so he can, that was fucked up. Like, like dude. he's not as bad as Steven, though. I Steven, don't know. I, I, I talked about, I talked about that. I don't that know how much talking. you guys <laughs> have experienced uh, anyone I talked about, I, I talked about, I talked about how Steven was like the the least likable character, but Steve but Steven is the most important character. And it's wild because he's basically like his father, except his father it, realizes what's wrong and actually exactly. kind of attempts to kind of comfort everyone while also knowing he's not making any difference. And Steven is just like, I'm gonna get rich off my tragedies. Right. Yeah. Hugh. Yeah. That's why Hugh was the hero of the show. He was definitely the hero. I I, I I can't I can't say enough good things about Hugh. With, right. with Luke, I would like to make the point. Have any of you gone through addiction yourself or known anybody who's gone through it? I have. 
Yeah, okay. I've always it's, known it's too many It's ugly, eyes. and it's Close. horrible, and it's, they, you do things that you would never otherwise do. And with him asking her to get the heroin is, is very real. Before he goes into rehab, let me get high one more time. Like, you know, um, it, it's awful. It's awful. Um, right. Yeah, no, I get that. I get that he was escaped. He was all in the moment and not meaning to be hurtful. I get that. And it's just I'm so used to people abusing that trope. There's got to be an addict in a family on a TV show. One of the most realistic portrayals of an addict that I've no, ever I'm, I, I'm, I'm not knocking it. I'm just saying I... No, but it, it was... Time, it, I, I was it, glad it didn't become a plot device. No, it, it, it was it was perfect for the character, you know what I'm saying, because he's using his addiction to get away from his pain, you know? That's true, and, too. Yeah. 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 He, you know, his addiction became his vice, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's the thing about the characters, like the, all the children... Like at the end, they all give up something. You know, she, you know, she gives up her. Uh, Theo gives up her mistrusting of people. Uh, Shirley gives up her high, you know, her high sensitiveness. Uh, Luke gives up his addiction. But Stephen is the only one that takes. You know, what I'm saying he, like I said, he takes his acceptance of. You know, what I'm saying his responsibility to the rest of the family. Yeah, and he rejected it through the whole show till the very end. And, yeah. And at the end, he can't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're cracking me What I miss? What I'm I sorry. What I do? I, I don't not, know. Maybe you. it's your shiny head, Rob. I don't know. Not you. <laughs> I think you, said I have a sh- you said I have a shiny head? <laughs> I think you do. It looks the, great in HD. It's the bloody soundtrack we got going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Just take the fucking thing off. Jesus. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I'm not a second episode sabotaged. Or should I say Beastie Boys style? Sabotage! Sabotage! I like that song. I love that song. Bam, bam. I love I the, Beastie the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys are the best. Actually, that anyway. was my favorite jump scare in the second episode. Oh, yeah? The, the, the embalming. Oh, oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was just like, what the... I, I, I don't know. Like, I'm very uncomfortable around dead bodies and um you know and i found that out like i guess i always had a sneaking suspicion i wouldn't be into it when my grandfather died i have i was you know you guys know that i had a really hard time with that and my grandma right. was standing by the casket it was this huge fucking funeral and she just keeps putting her hand on his hand and kissing him and kissing him and i'm like i don't know if i can go up there but i finally go up there and I see him laying there in the casket, and I was like, okay, Grandma's been kissing him and shit. I'm going to touch his hand one more time. And it was cold. And I like, I, I had to choke back a scream. Yep. I was like, I'm going to start screaming. I'm going to start fucking screaming. Like, oh, my God, he, he's literally just dead. He's, he's fucking laying there dead. Like, I can't handle it. Right. Like, so, yeah. so watching it, I just started getting, like, fucking freaked out. Like, oh, God, why, how can you do this? How can you do this? Oh, man. But in any TV show or movie where where the character is uh, runs a funeral home, you know there's going to be issues. You know, it's like yeah. this is that's just like it's 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 obvious there's going to be issues there. Yeah. Can I say that uh, when I <laughs> can I say that when, when I was a kid, one of my one of my uh, goals as as an adult was to be a pathologist. Weird, um, me too. I wanted to be a forensic pathologist. I wanted to be a teacher. 
So I went to when when I graduated. Yeah. I'm gonna be an astronaut. I uh, I went to uh, a majored in uh, criminology, mm. and and I interned at a mortuary here in here in town. No way. And the mortuary was the uh, um, uh, he was also the because uh, it's such a small county. He was the 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 county coroner as well. Mm-hmm. And so I got I spent maybe seven months working with him and doing embalmings, you know, and all this stuff. Now I couldn't be involved in any of the uh, uh, the coroner stuff, the the investigative uh, stuff that he did, but it was it was interesting. And uh, uh, you know, I, so when, when when we talk about like having to embalm or or you know deal with you know, a loved one, like I couldn't imagine it. Right. You know, because you have to, when you do something like that, you have to have like a clear conscience. You, you have to have no emotions. You, have, right. you, know, you just go into it. Clean I'm slate. Like We're going to more emotion. I can't handle it. Yeah. I, I, I also, I also thought about being a, uh, a night watchman at a, at a, at a morgue. Yeah. I remember Di was like, uh, why would you want to work there? I'm like, yeah, be nice and quiet. It's fucking dead in there. Right. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't have to deal with anyone's shit. <laughs> that, that's, exactly. That's one thing I liked about it, though. Like, um, I interned at the Las Vegas coroner's office, and I worked for a while at a funeral home. Um, night shift at the funeral home, but it was very quiet there. I didn't get shit from people. I, I guess know. not. <laughs> it was pretty. Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty fucking pretty dead there. <laughs> I, I did end up doing my grandmother's makeup after she died because oh. the person who normally did that had too light of a touch and she liked bold makeup. So I brought her makeup bag over and did it. But it wasn't wasn't as bad as you would think. Well, you know, I guess it just depends on, on the person. I don't think I could do it. I mean, I guess I'd have to be in that situation. If it was my mom or my grandma, like, I guess I'd have to be there. But my mother, um, her husband is Indian. They live in Canada. But he's, he's, yeah, he, he's, he was born in Canada, but his parents were from India. And um, when his mother died, um, the tradition is in, in you know, with, with their faith that they have to wash the body, the women do. And my mm-hmm. mom, it fell to her because all he had was brothers and they're not married. So my mom had to wash her body and prepare it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how the fuck did you do that? Yeah, like, right. it was just like, I couldn't do it. I don't think I could do it, but that's just me. But then again, I'm a chick who likes to fucking hang out in cemeteries because I like, <laughs> I like the feet, I like the vibes in the cemetery. But like, uh, I what don't vibe like, do you get if you don't I, mind asking? I, I, I like hanging out cemeteries, but I don't like corpses. I don't like to look at corpses. I can't deal with being around corpses. They freak me out. And I think one of the things about horror... One of the things about horror is, like, you know, we, we kind of get out of it what we bring to it. Mm-hmm. And I actually am one of those people that I'm scared of death. I'm scared yeah. of like the process of dying because they, mm-hmm. you no know, one can tell us what it's like to die, mm-hmm. and yeah. and nobody tells us what happens after. 
And so right. I'm just kind of like, I, I'm scared of death. And so when I watch horror movies and, and they've built up the characters and I care about them and then they die, I'm just like broken. I'm like, I, what happens? And then that, that scene with Theo when she touches Nell and she sees nothing. I was mm. like, that's my worst fear. That's my worst fucking fear. Yeah. I was so going to ask, what did she see? It to it. I didn't get that out of the show. What did she see when she touched Nell? She saw nothing, and it's is that what it was? I I, I, yeah. I missed yeah. that. That's because she she falls to the ground, starts screaming and crying, um, after she touches Nell, and and then you find out, because I was like, what did she see? Did she see Nell's death? Did you see what Nell saw before she died? But she, you find out that she was scared because she saw nothing at all, right. darkness, nothing. That, yeah, I must have missed that. That's 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 when she uh, afterwards she tries to uh, kiss Kevin, uh, yeah. Shirley's husband, mm-hmm. which is which is which was the 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 the, the fucking thing I I fucking pissed me off the most was that Shirley was so pissed off about that that Kevin had to get out of the house Shirley had to move out but then when you find she out that her husband right, right because then when despair. you find out that Shirley actually committed adultery she actually had sex with the fucking guy at the conference and then when she tells him like oh i need you to be patient with me I'm like fuck you Kevin was a good guy you <laughs> he know he really was and he stuck with her and sometimes we need that and i think he you know, he really loved her, and, and I feel like he understood her. And I got all this, you know, like, that's how good of a job they do on the show. But I understood that no matter what, like, he was doing everything he could to keep He was the, telling the, her everything, and yeah. Well, I mean, he was keeping the, the, the funeral home going by taking that money secretly yeah. away from Steven. Just to keep her going because she wanted to do this so bad. And she would give away, like, you know, like, okay, well, you know, you can't afford the, the funeral. I'll, I'm still going to fix it. I'm going to do it. And right. he's like, well, we can't keep doing this. So I think he understood her enough that, you know, I think he was a loving, patient guy. Yeah, and being married really to a loving, patient guy, they will forgive you for a lot of shit, I'll tell you that. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank God I'm not married. Yeah. Hey, Daniel. Daniel. Yes. Daniel, what the... I wanted in on a joke. What the fuck is this one? I'm sorry. Just wearing the headphones. I'm hearing this. What are, so you what are you Take it off. No it sounds like I'm listening to a porno. Take it off. Take it off. That's, that's what I thought of when I was Take listening to you breathing into that shit. Take it off, baby. Well, not, well, not in <laughs> no, no, this is what I was hearing I with you. All I'm hearing is a glass, you know, ice clinking in a glass and just this. That's all right. All this. Talk about I've been on dates like that. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say, did, did anybody else see uh, Arthur? I, I, I'm looking at the thing here. Jordan Christ, Christie played Arthur. Did anybody see right off that he was going to die because he was like the perfect guy, you know, gorgeous? Yeah. And, and it's like, oh, oh, he's fucking dead. There was like oh, no yeah. way. There was yeah. no way he was making it to the last episode because yeah. he's right. like the nice guy. guy. I didn't it's know like, how. I mean, yeah, I didn't know how, but you're like, oh, there's no fucking way he's making it. Yeah, right, when, right. when he died, though, man, it broke me. I was yeah, that like, was a tough scene. That was a tough scene. Yeah, we're gonna, if we're going to talk about favorite she, scenes, that's that's up there. Sweet paralysis going right, on. so she's she watching him die. And the bent neck ladies over there, and I'm like, oh my god, that's. But the isn't worst that thing. like everyone's recurring nightmares being stuck in a situation where you have to do something and you can't? 
That's like everyone's not yeah. either like you're you can't get up or you're stuck. Yeah, that that that, that that's a great, that was a great scene. That was a great the scene. The montage yeah. where they dance is very brilliantly done because it really shows you how this is this this is as close as they got to escaping the world at that point in time. That was their moment of happiness, and the way it's interlaced, it's just done in the most non-pretentious way, where it's just, you really just feel the essence and the the song they picked was perfection it's right. like oh man well, yeah, also, she, no. also, i want to dance up there and i i, I can't dance I would also, love also the scene where they discover that theo is a lesbian when they yeah, like, we didn't know you were into bridesmaids <laughs> right 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 and and, and always oh, a bridesmaid never a bride right and and they're looking at shirley discovering for herself when she's dancing with the bridesmaid and they're like look at look Look at her. Look at her. Look at her. <laughs> she's like, oh, my God. You know? and this <laughs> is episodes before she calls her slut and all that. <laughs> Talks about the affair. Right. <laughs> oh, man. And then Ooh. later on, doesn't doesn't uh, the Hugh character, he says to the sister, yeah, we, your mother called it. But, like, she called it after she was already dead. So he's like, oh, yeah, when she was, like, eight. Like, what? Right. You know, that, she was, uh, that, that no, was a no. funny – that no, was humorous, no, he, I thought. No, he, he says that to Lou, that uh, they knew when she was about eight years old that uh, that Theo was going to be a lesbian. Yeah, but oh, but it wasn't – but he didn't really know that. It was because the mother called it after she was already dead. Like, didn't her ghost tell him or something like that? <laughs> I think so. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. She, she got yeah. tipped off in some way because she just kind of uh, – and that, that's the beautiful thing about this. Even when they don't show the ghosts, you, the viewer, do feel like they know what's going on. And you want to kind of get a sense of what they're thinking and all that. And right. you you even feel other people are in the room when they're technically not. But they might as well be because, that again, even though they've left the house, it follows them throughout everywhere. And it's just done in the most non-redundant you know, redundant way. You just really right. feel like they're getting deep into it. You want to know the next part of the puzzle piece. So, it's Every- just perfect. They, they, that, just, that just made me laugh. He's like, She's like, so mom knew when she was eight? He's like, he's trying to cover. He's like, well, yeah. But, you know, she'll totally... I just thought that was humorous. <laughs> <laughs> but that whole... But that whole, but that whole Every every one of those siblings, that was the whole thing. They all took, they all, the, the ghost followed them home in one way or another, right? His addiction, yeah. her uptightness, you know, th- th- that that was the whole point. That the, even though they all left, it, it still went with them in some way. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, even if they get over it, they'll still wake up one day and randomly scream. And yeah, because it's, it's still there. I, it, yeah. It finds a way. Carman. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? I was left our man. Okay, sorry. Um, we gotta wrap this up. So, I wanna ask a Wrap it up! Before I totally lose it. <laughs> yeah, Dan still's having a... He's struggling. But, um, yeah. <laughs> Not. Um, so, are you guys interested? Are you excited about The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is coming out? It's supposed to come out this year and maybe delayed now. I didn't... It didn't cross my mind. I'm looking forward to it either way. I, I'm just glad that it well, never mind. I'll get to it in the final verdict. Right. No. It's Mike Flanagan. I, I'll follow that man anywhere right now. Yeah. yeah. You know. And I mean, this series was so beautifully yes. done. I, yeah. It's one of the best pieces of horror that I've seen recently. You know, in the last couple of years. Like, it's just, it was so fucking good. And yeah. I just can't say, I mean, it, it had everything for everybody. There's love story. There's you know, drama, there's there's scares, there's everything. Like it was the total package. Right. I no, want no. all 
theories to follow this as a model. Right, like yeah. you know, I, I I was saying to die, like me and her were talking about the the one night we binged uh, Harper's Island. Oh, that's a good that's a good comparison. No, like we we binged Harper's Island and we saw the whole thing one night because we just <laughs> we just could not fucking stop. It was that addicting of the show. Yeah, like, there would there yeah. would never be a there would never be a night. show there would never be a show better than this. And I was like, and then you watch Haunting Hill House and I was like. Yeah, I think this one got that one beat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We should cover Harper's Island. That's a good contrast. Yeah, I love Harper's Island. I love Harper's Island. I had more seasons. <laughs> so no, nah, I was fine with Harper's Island having one season. Okay, Candy, we had we had discussed this prior to uh, uh, hopping on here. Yeah. Did we did we want to talk about favorite episodes real quick? Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, let's do that real quick. Everybody we can be brief. We don't have to yeah. you know, too far into it. I will so, say, I'll, I'll go first. I'll okay. say the, be- the best episode is episode six. Uh, no, I don't remember which uh, episodes, like what, you know, the names of them or what they happen. I just remember like this, what happened in the episode. So that's not the, the epi- so. Episode six was the one where they all meet at the funeral home where it's right. just them. And yeah. it's like all the one shots. Just on the technical oh, beautiful. level. Just on the technical level that yeah. that is just masterful work. Like, like I was saying before, like just the preparation that had to go into making that episode must have been extraordinary. And how they pulled it off was amazing. But my favorite episode has to be the last one. Yeah. Because yeah. It's, it's just that, like like I was saying before, it's just that emotional sting of episode uh, episode 10. And Hugh's sacrifice is just like, you know, it was just such a beautiful thing, you know. It, uh, I got to go with episode 10 as my favorite. Yeah. Right. Okay. But that cool. that one the episode you were talking was that six you said the first yeah. one. Um, yeah. Seventeen minute continuous shot. Yes. Mm-hmm. No cuts. No. You know. No. And seconds. that's one where Nell just randomly appears as that camera's going around. Right. 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 Oh, right. gorgeously done. But I was it yeah. fucking scared me because she was just there. Yeah. And I was like, oh my god, what? I wasn't ready for that. Right. Very well put. Um. I say episode four. Okay. Well, that was my pick too, Daniel. So thanks. <laughs> great, great minds. <laughs> I, I can't remember what the episode was. That, that's that was that's the episode. That, that um, episode was called for, the twin for, thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, for, for me, just just that ending of him in the phone. It wasn't suicide. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right, and, just that, and, that moment of revelation. And and Daniel, what I loved about that that episode was the the contrast between the younger Luke and the older Luke, yeah. and you had the the bowler hat ghost. Yeah. And when he walks out of that and he out of the room and he looks in the hallway and he sees that ghost kind of levitating with the cane, and he's going from door to door, and then so he goes and he hides under the bed. And all, all you see is the door open and those feet kind of hovering yes. over the floor. Yeah. <laughs> well done, scene. And he yeah. bends down and he looks under the bed like, yeah, that was so good. That, that, that was a true, that was a really scary. Yeah. yeah. Did they and that's, feel how they filmed all these films or keeping his bag of yeah. tricks? And it's, you know, it's a testament to the younger kids that played the, the older characters. 
the the kids did such an amazing job, you know, they portraying did. the old, you know, the the younger versions of of the uh, the older people. Like it was yes. just, it was phenomenal. But, yes. but are there some making of featurettes you can find online of this? Uh, I'd be curious to see know. how they. I don't know. I haven't looked. Like I want I want I want to see the making of the episode. Six, I imagine so. it's on yeah. the uh, the Blu-ray that just came out. I believe uh, there's, was there a blue on there? Or? Yeah, I believe there is on there. It's, oh, I gotta get that. There's like a it's, it's extended cut too, so there's some extra stuff in there. So Ooh. I need to buy that. It's, so, it's in my Amazon that. cart right now. Okay, oh. um, who hasn't said an episode? Um, let's see. I guess I have to go with the final episode is my favorite. This <laughs> is so touching. Um, the Bent Neck Lady episode is a close second, just for the twist and oh, the sadness of it. <laughs> I gotta go with episode seven. I, I just like how the uh, remodeler uh, uh, infestation guys come in there, just and at first you're like, who is this creepy guy? And then you're just like, oh shit, he's married to the caretaker, and you got all this other stuff, and his life's in a way is kind of more fucked up than theirs. <laughs> it's like, she's because he knows what he knows what's going on. That was a right. great scene where he tells the story of like you know yeah, why they don't come after dark. Yeah. After dark, yeah, that was that was. But you guys did mention some good stuff about three, four, and final episode. <laughs> what is wrong with us? <laughs> where where are we are good, Daniel? Whenever we where, 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 I'm, I'm, out here, all the various breathing. We're we're, 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 we're the crane children. We're just as dysfunctional as the crane children. I'm, I'm, I'm hearing noises like me eating a burger. <laughs> uh, that might be that might be me because uh, you know I'm, I'm very used to eating a burger. You know what I'm saying? Two and three, four. And oh yeah. I like me burgers. I am fond mm. of burgers as well. Yeah. Who doesn't know. like burgers? <laughs> Who doesn't like burgers? The best thing about this medication is the fact that I'm not very hungry. That's why I like the vegetable patties. Because I'm a hungry. Uh, no vegetable patties. <laughs> hey, it's like made from kale and broccoli. It's lit. great. You're anyway, you're, um, you're hungry, and there's those of us who are just thirsty. I don't. Uh, I didn't say an episode. I think it was episode one, though, where Stephen is talking to Nell, and then the father calls and tells uh-huh. him that Nell just killed herself. Because for me, that was like, okay, game on. Yeah. Because I didn't know what to expect. Like I hadn't. I, I, I was thrown down. I, I, was that was that episode one? I think it yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, for me, because I, I, I mean, I'd heard of Shirley Jackson, but after watching this, I had gone and read into her, you know, her, her, her uh, profile and what she had written before. And by the way, she wrote the lottery, oh, which, the lottery. if there's ever oh, a yeah, short that, story that, that shouldn't have been a, a that shouldn't have been a Twilight Zone episode, it's it's the lottery, which is great. I, I just wanted to read something that I printed Good just point. specifically for this, in an interview with Shirley Jackson about the response to the lottery. I, I, this just cracked me up. She wrote that people at first were not so much concerned with what the story meant. What they wanted to know was where the lotteries were held and whether they could go there and watch. And I just thought yeah. that was Isn't a that great. Isn't like a fucking human being right that there? That was that's like so, human, is a so even in. so even 60 years ago, human nature hasn't changed at all. I, I just no. it never changed. So, yeah, that just that, that's the funniest thing I found. Games, we got the they wanted to go and watch. Was, okay. That should be a horror movie in and of itself, right there. I want to watch. That's what she said. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why? No one Why? stops throwing stones until I blow this whistle, even if they do say Jehovah. 
Why? <laughs> um, for me, my my episode is the Bent Neck Lady episode, um, because I thought it was done very well. Um, it was, uh, you know, I had a lot of emotion behind it, and it had the scares. But like that ultimate revelation, even though like you know, some on some level, I think we all sort of knew. It's just like intuition, you know. But when that reveal happens, and then the final, when she's dropping through into all these locations that she saw herself, saw the bent neck lady. But that last one where she just sees herself as a child and she screams, and then it's like a callback to when. You know, in the earlier episode where she's like, I saw the bent neck lady and she screamed really loud and it hurt my ears and I'm afraid. And it's just like, oh, shit. It's just like went full circle. It was so beautifully done in, in its <laughs> horrificness and it, its heartbreaking element. It, it, for me, it was my favorite. But the, the ending is a close second. Oh, sorry, cat. Yeah. Oh, cat. let's see the kitty again. I love kitties. Uh, she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to be on camera. Uh, not in the mood. Not in the mood. She's not ready for her close-up, Mr. Put that cat down now. The first Rhaegar's oh, ass isn't up there with you. It's an angry pussy. Hi. Okay, she's gone. <laughs> she's kind of a bitch, but that's fine. Gotta entertain that pussy. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yes, Sean's making my language. No. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Oh, is that rock and roll? Is that hard rock zombies? Yeah. Oh, thanks. Unfortunately. Oh, thanks for that. <laughs> I think I missed out on that episode. You can that see movie. this as I'm doing it as hard as I can. <laughs> I can feel it. Well, you will. You will. Oh, wow. Stop it! Oh, God. No! No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> yeah, that's our music for getting off the stage. You presented the award too long. <laughs> Get off the stage. Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, moving the fuck on. Um, let's give our ratings out of ten. Um, who would go first? Oh, is there even a need for a rating? Yeah. Ten. Uh, it's, ten, it's ten. Mike Flanagan. <laughs> ten out of ten. Ten. Ten, ten out of ten. Yeah. I, 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 I think you're getting the argument. Mike, Fl- <laughs> Mike, Mike Flanagan. Mike Flanagan is a master. Yeah. I'll follow him anywhere. Ten. Ten out of ten. Yes. Okay. Anybody else? Um, nine out of ten. Just uh, I, wasn't I just quite like there. pretty much never give a completely perfect score to anything. Right. Oh, so. That's I just like, never do either, but sometimes, yeah, I have to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But, I mean, it was, it was excellent. <laughs> yeah, it was excellent. It was absolutely yeah. great. This, this is a masterpiece of storytelling right here. I wouldn't even see it as a show. It's just a long movie. It's an right. experience, and I, yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's I love that we're, you know, the um, series and, and television uh, with, with streaming sites and things like that has evolved to the point where we can have better experiences with horror and things um, in a series, whereas instead of like a two-hour movie, you know right. what I'm saying? There's so much more investing, and there's so explore much more. To explore, yeah, exactly. And I, so I, I think this sets the bar so fucking high, and I just want everybody to pay attention to that and the entertainment industry. Like this is what you need to fucking do. This is right. 
This is correct. Mm -hmm. So I give it 10 out of 10 ghosts. Oh, 10 out of 10 ghosts. Does that mean it's a go? It's not an actual star rating? (laughs) I never give stars. I always give, like, stupid shit. (laughs) That's my thing, okay? Like, remember in Video Dead, I gave it, like, 6.5 hair? <laughs> Video Because the fucking mirrors, like my whole rant about the fucking mirrors. That's I a callback. I... That's a callback. Thanks, Mister. Oh Thank man. Callback. I know about callbacks, so I just use one. Thank For you. episode where Daniel was too quiet and Rob would, didn't want to say anything else. <laughs> Uh, Rebecca pretty much did everything. I know episode. she's a video. That's all. That was just, she that was carried it. Yeah. Well, it was like show. I told her I was like you know it's so great that I don't actually have to fucking host this. Right. That was that, that's that's what I call the girl power episode because it was literally just girl me power. It was just me and Rebecca going at it like talking, about it, talking about it, talking about it, talking about it. it was I know hard. better than to get involved with women when they get going. Right. <laughs> uh, like, I don't want to get in between. I don't want to say shit about this movie. Just get, <laughs> just get it off. Yeah. So, yes. So, was, that was pretty much us with Blood Feast. Like, we talked for 20 minutes and then an hour and a half about everything else. Yeah, there was nothing to fucking say about that. That was a fun that. one. That's a rough one. No, that was so yeah. much fun. That was I so had much such fun a too. fun look that night, too. Because um, I, I really did a Blood Feast look. But, anyway. Um, next week, we will be doing Paranormal Activity. So cool. oh. The first one only. You know this. You have a schedule. Your mommy can call in for you. You're All right. Have fun watching it. Negative 100 out of 10. (laughs) Spoiler alert. On that episode, you don't get to fucking vote. It's a great (laughs) reflex. You are silenced. You're done. Great reflex. I'm sorry. Sorry about you. You're not going to be on that episode, so you get no opinion. You can take your opinion to somewhere else. You gotta admit admit the riff tracks is funny though, where Bill and Kevin start. Bill and Kevin just start randomly yelling as she's pulling up into the driveway, (laughs) and then Mike is like, "What? What's going on, Kevin?" And he's like, "Oh, nothing scary is happening. Oh, never mind." I have not seen that riff tracks, but I'm getting into it. So many people either. won't watch half their movies because they're like, oh, I like the movie. I'm like, it doesn't matter if they do or don't like the movie. It's just fun having people right. talk during the movie. Like, they don't even make fun of Lord of the Rings, but they're talking during it. <laughs> it's well, just so I funny. Mean, I, I like riff tracks and all, but uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I just want to like discuss that movie, the first movie, because. It does have a place in horror, and we, it does need to be discussed, I think. When are we doing the other Falcons? Hell House. Uh, it's not on any... I know, but... that's why I'm asking. Maybe oh, season that. four if you behave. I don't know, Cameron. Oh, wow. 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 Behave. Oh, behave. Behave. That wasn't very nice of you. Not very nice at all. I want you to sit here and think about it. It's my ringtone, by the way. Aunt Alicia. And by the way, I'm running this monkey farm now. What the fuck are you doing with my time? Is there food? No. Yes. <laughs> no, sorry, you you ain't giving us nothing but a mouth of grease. Who the fuck is paper clips? <laughs> and I cannot wait till we talk about Jada Dead because I want to talk uh, about Rose. Um, 
I'm down. Because they have their own theme music. Like, how fucking cool is that? Whoever has the guns, they have their own theme music. They pull out, like, <laughs> anyway, that's Day of the Dead, and I can't stop talking about it, so I better end. Let's go ahead. Um, Who wants to plug? I'm not going to force anybody. Well, as always, you can find the Nightmare Nerd on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just put up a, a new video today that I'm very proud of. I hope you watch it, Candy. You'll enjoy certain I, aspects I of it. I always watch your videos. I, I enjoy your videos a lot. But as always, uh, horror fanatics, eat, drink, and be scary. <laughs> Anybody else? I will go. Um, you know, follow. <laughs> I, I, I might as well, like you know, what I'm saying, because I know, like, it, it's been it, it's it's the biggest contention of me doing plugs, but uh, fuck it, you know, what I'm saying. That's why uh, I don't force anymore because of you. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> no, you can find me as a cinema drunkie on uh, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, you can find my doing the porno site. breath. <laughs> oh, you were doing it first, motherfucker. Don't sit there and blame me. We did a listening set without porn. <laughs> you, you can find me at uh, my, my, numer- my numerous writings on uh, ultimateactionmovies.com, actionflex.com, as well as my blog, cinematrunkie.wordpress.com. Uh, and uh, watch The Broken Path, people. Well said, Sensei. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to help you in your mission. Still yes. waiting for that OnlyFans. <laughs> He's been looking for you in Grinder. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> Lenny O'Fish. Wow. <laughs> yeah. We have an open relationship. Me and my cats and him and Grinder. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> TMI. TMI. It's not real, so it's not too much. I'm, I'm sorry. That's, that's why I refrain from having these conversations because you have virgin ears, Daniel. Because you have virgin ears. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. I just find virgin ears. Very crudish. Okay, okay. Um, Erica, do you have anything to plug? Oh, um, uh, you can find me at com and. Uh, also, occasionally writing content for 3marmbrewing.com, which is Andrew Devoff's craft beer company. The awesome. Beer Cameron, would you like to plug? Yes, the Jacked Up Review Show is always covering a bunch of different franchises. Got to announce season three very soon, so we'll get there. Yay! I'm we still recorded wait. a pretty fun episode for that last night where I just literally talked that over everyone. Episode. I never even picked the choice. I just talked over everybody. It was a great episode for uh, for everybody except me because I, I came in late and I have nothing to contribute. He came in late and then when he said something, I just took it over. <laughs> just I some did. Scooby Snacks. Sorry. I do right. that. Oh, man. Just, a, pup named Scooby-Doo. a pup named Scooby-Doo. It's got to be Red Herring. Oh, okay, um, Dave, you and anything you want to say? No, nothing to plug as usual. Just be good to each other. What the hell, David? You can do better. Uh, Sean and the Dev, what you got? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and, and Slasher at Sean of the Dead. And go fuck yourself. <laughs> what yeah. is, are you I spent on that show. under quarantine. And, and wear your fucking mask. Wow. The, the minute you come out with a skateboard franchise, I will buy your first skateboard product. Sean, Don't give Sean, him ideas. 
Sean, Sean, let me tell you something. I say that every New Year's, uh, like when New Year's Eve, when it hits midnight, that's yeah. my that's my thing to say. Happy New Year and go fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> From the bottom of my heart, eat a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shove it up just, just remember, I hate you guts. That's <laughs> <laughs> so weird saying I'm going to plug myself, but. <laughs> Your <laughs> words. That's what she said. Oh dear. Yeah. Uh, well, that... no, actually not. But whatever. Um, I can be found <laughs> on Instagram and Slasher because I like to do really stupid makeup like this. It's actually like my thing and my hair. Um, I'm very involved with that. Um, um, it's Candy the Final Girl, and. On Twitter, I am typically just on the official House That Screams Twitter account, which is at House underscore Screams. And, and soon YouTube. Some, huh? Soon YouTube. Yes, yeah, soon to be yeah, our YouTube sure. channel. Um, God help you all for watching this. I don't know what <laughs> I look like. I can't tell what I look like. I'm scared because um, I'm tiny on my screen. So I'm sorry if it's gross. Anyway, um, also... <laughs> Uh, I have a blog that I haven't written anything on for like two months because I've been really busy, but it's candycodedhorror.wordpress.com. I write mostly history of horror things, uh, like Grand Week Mole Theater. Um, I, I, I just have some really interesting things. EC Comics, which I'm really into, uh, the old 50s ones, uh, things like that. So, yeah, that's what I got. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank nice you very much episode. for having me as always. Yeah, yeah, very merry, merry for showing up and doing this, and um, hopefully most of you, I know some who won't be, some <laughs> of you will be here oh, for Paranormal Activity 1. Uh, read that. We are just talking about Paranormal Activity 1. One. There can be Not only yet. one. <laughs> uh, and, and, we have and, some and very I... specific franchise pieces that we're doing, and they're all over the place for the rest of the season. They're very specifically numbered. <laughs> this one is just Paranormal Activity 1. Uh, I could have sworn you were covering paranormal experiments and paranormal oh, investigations. Oh, God. No. Paranormal Ouija uh, no. 5. <laughs> paranormal <laughs> Hooker. <laughs> oh, well, you went there, okay? You <laughs> Frankenhooker. No. Oh, 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 God. I'm fairly like after brain damage to find so hard at it. Oh. We're doing brain right. damage next season. That's so why I brought it up. up. I get, right. I hey. get that. It's the same I gotta ask. Frankenhooker or basket case? Basket case. Why is it the ladies that like Frankenhooker? Because Darcy, the male girl, also is a Frankenhooker fan. Yeah. <laughs> I just, there's something about it. I just like basket case because it's batshit crazy. Yeah, uh, but no, uh, that's yeah. a good mention, Sean, because yeah. uh, Basket Case, I used to always get mixed up with It's Alive, because they kind of had similar covers and right. style. Yeah. Yeah. Similar, yeah, similar covers, but Basket Totally Case different movies. Like, <laughs> it's, Alive, it's Alive deserves its own episode. Oh, I was just about to say that. I keep yeah. a list. So, uh, yeah, we already have season three uh, plotted out. Um, but we, I can consider it for season four. I do have a list I'm working from. I try to include for everybody. So any suggestions you guys can always put in chat. And any suggestions anybody who is viewing or listening to this has, they can also contact me on Twitter uh, if you want to hear us talk about a, a movie. 
Oh, yeah. Preferably horror. I prefer Please. porn. Horror. And, 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 and if I if I may leave us off with uh, the the best line from uh, this show was uh, "Be kind to each other. If nothing else, be kind." Be kind. Yes. Beautiful. Rewind. That is a beautiful send off. So everybody right. have a spooky night. And you as well. Here and I know we talk yeah, every Halloween. day, but uh, we'll be talking like this next week. So. Yeah. <laughs> and good night, guys. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.